Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, Blog Talk Radio listeners. This is Brother Brembury and Evangelist Clay. We are here with the Sacred Word. We are to present to you First Corinthians in this particular program. But anyway, let me open up in word of prayer and we'll take it from there. Our Father and our God, we just thank you, dear Lord. We thank you that you sent your Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth. We further thank you that the truth has been preserved for us in the scriptures to our lives so that we might know and enjoy that you have promised to those who have placed their trust in you. We just ask special prayer, dear God, for our leaders, both political and religious, dear God. Just touch their hearts that they may make the right decisions, all the decisions they have to make on a daily basis. We just thank you, dear God, for this time, and we thank you for this effort. We just ask you would just bless it and just that your will be done in all of our lives. It is a precious thing we do pray. Good morning. This is Brother Tom again. I'll emphasize that point, and we are to emphasize 1 Corinthians, the first five chapters. And I said 1 Corinthians has to do mainly about certain churches' disorders. You have different factions, immorality, lawsuits, meats offered to idols, and abuse of God of the Lord's Supper. False apostles, problems about marriage, disorderly conduct of assemblies, women's part in the church, heresies about the resurrection. That's an overall caption of First Corinthians. And Evangelist Clay will do chapters 1 and 2. I'll come in with chapters 3 through 5. At this time, we'll bring you to Evangelist Clay. Radio listeners, I'm your hostess, Evangelist Wanda Clay, along with co-host Brother Plum. First, before we start our study, we want to praise and thank God for guiding us through his word. And we also want to thank our manager, Minister Joel Lewis, and Granny's Place, for giving us the opportunity and allowing us to be on the air with this radio talk show. And as always, we welcome you to join our God's Sacred Word Bible Study Group on Facebook at www.facebook.com backslash first. There is where you will find the questions for radio Bible study. And there on Facebook, you can post questions and comments. And if you enjoy our show, feel free to comment uh, on our program, we're hoping that we can give you the Word of God that will help uh, give you a more connection to God. And now for our Bible study, which is in uh, Corinthians 1 through 5, as Brother Plum explained before. Paul's argument that he had with them at the uh, Church of Corinthians, is that they had misunderstood the nature of the gospel and that they should be followers of Christ and not following uh, man, the 
because they felt that man had so much wisdom. And Paul had three reasons for writing to the Corinthian church. The first one was to deal with the several moral issues and some of them putting themselves up above others and the division that had occurred in the church because some were claiming to be followers of Paul, some was claiming to be followers of Peter, some was claiming to be followers of Apollos, and some were claiming to be followers of Jesus, which brought a confusion in the church when they were supposed to be as one. Second reason he was writing them was that he answered questions to the letters that they had sent them. And the third reason was he was defending his own apostle authority, which stemmed from their pride. They had put their eyes on eternal things of the world, like uh, eloquence and social status. And they took their eyes off of God, and they were putting their faith on the wisdom of man. When we talk about the wisdom of man, let me give you two examples. Using medicine as one. They come out with this medicine and it says it will cure everything that you have and make you young again. So people flock to buy this medicine because a famous doctor has said these words and he knows what he's talking about. A year later, come out and warn people do not take this medicine. It will cause your body to deteriorate. See you a, a lawyer. The second one of man's wisdom is man predicting the world coming to an end. How often have someone come up and said, coming to an end May 4th, uh, 2018, and everybody starts believing it. Some says, well, I'm going to party until the end of the world. Some of them say, I'm going to get close to God, so when I die, I will go to heaven. That date passes, and the world is still here. This is what Paul was telling them. You want to lean on the word of God, not on the wisdom of man. And he told them that the wisdom of man is foolish to God and that their faith should be in the power of God, not the power of man, which is written. Then we go back to 1, 18 through 25, and he explained that the message of the cross is foolish to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, we lean on the power of God, not on the power of man. And in one twenty-six to 31, Paul told them that God had chosen them, even though they didn't deserve it, and that he had given them certain gifts. These were not things that they got on their own or that they had inherited. So they need to stay focused on God and not on man. In 2, 1 through 5, he used himself 
explain to them how God had used him even in his weakness. And he also told them that instead of being led by the Holy Spirit, they had started focusing on their carnal man again. They were drifting from God, and they needed to focus on the godly things and not the things of the world because the world couldn't save them. I'm sure we all know that man does not have a heaven or hell to put you in because this is God's call and God's call only. So he asked them that were believing in human wisdom, he asked them, was Christ divided? Did uh, Paul get crucified for them? Were they baptized in the name of Paul? The answer was no. All of this was through Jesus Christ, which the gospel is about. So he explained to them that he came to preach the word of God, not the word of Paul, and not with the wisdom of words as they had started believing in the wisdom of man. Because if so, the cross of Christ, it would have no effect. Paul is trying to help them understand in uh, 126 through 28 that the apostles and the writers of the word of God was inspired by which God freely gave them the gift of his word. In other words, it was the process of inspiration that turned the spiritual thoughts into spiritual words to give us life. And he went on to tell them that the Holy Spirit, not man, provides his thanks with discerning divine truth, which the spiritually dead, that means those not believing in Christ, you've not gotten reborn again, you can't comprehend it. Now, non-believers can always recognize the faults and the shortcomings of believers. They cannot evaluate the true nature of spiritual people who have been born into children of God. You will find that written in 1 John 3 and 2. Believers are allowed by the word and the spirit of our Lord that is written in Luke 24 and 45. And because the Corinthians were pursuing wisdom, Paul concludes chapter 2 by asserting that what he's about to discuss is wisdom. It is the wisdom of God, and only the spiritual will be able to understand it. You see, man cannot replace God. There is no way. Now, Brother Plum is coming to give you the rest of the story. Thank you, Evangelist Clay. That was a lovely summary, but uh, we shared in there, you know, Chapter 3. Chapter 3 has to do with working together for God and has to do with Paul addresses some of the visions in the church. My friend, you are acting like the people of this world. That's why I could not speak to you as spiritual people. You are like babies 
as far as your faith in Christ is concerned. So I had to treat you like babies and feed you only milk. You could not only, you could not take solid food, still cannot, because you are not yet spiritual. You are jealous and angry with other, with each other. This proves that you are not spiritual and you are acting like the people of this world. Some of you say that you follow me. Others claim to follow Apollos. Isn't that how ordinary people behave? Apollos and I are merely servants who help you to have faith. It was the Lord who made it all happen. I planted the seed, Apollos watered them, but God made them sprout and grow. What matter isn't those who plant all waters, but God who made the plant grow. The one who plants is just as important as the one who waters. And each one will be paid for what they do. Apollos and I work together for God, and you are God's garden and God's building. God has only, I say, there's only one foundation, one solid foundation, and that's uh, Christ is that foundation. God was kind to let me become an expert builder. I laid a foundation on which others have built. But we must each be careful how we build because Christ is the only foundation. Whatever we build on, that foundation will be treated, will be tested by fire on that day of judgment. And everyone will find out if we have used gold, silver, or precious stone, or wood, hay, or stubble. We will be rewarded for our building is left standing. But if it is destroyed, By the fire, we will lose everything. Yet, we ourselves will be saved like someone escaping from flames. All of you surely know that you are God's temple and that his spirit lives in you. Together, you are God's holy temple, and God will destroy anyone who destroys his temple. Don't fool yourselves. If any of you think you are wise in the things of this world, you will have to become foolish before you can be truly wise. This is because God considers the wisdom of this world to be foolish. It is just as the scripture says, God catches the wise when they try to outsmart him. The scripture also says, the Lord knows that the plans made by wise people are useless. Stop bragging about what anyone has done. Paul and Apollos all belongs to you. In fact, everything is yours, including the world, life, death, the present, and the future. Everything belongs to you, and you belongs to Christ, and Christ belongs to God. That's the whole gist of the story. Chapter 4 emphasized the works of the apostles. What, what was the work of the apostles? 
they were basic servants of the Lord. And he said, so are we. We are all that way. Think of us as servants of Christ who have been given the work of explaining God's mysterious ways. And since our first duty is to be faithful to the one we work for, it doesn't matter to me if I am judged by you or even by the courts of law. In fact, I don't judge myself. I don't know of anything against me. But that doesn't prove that I am right. The Lord is my judge. So don't judge anyone until the Lord, he will show what is hidden in the dark and what is everyone's heart. Then God will be the one who praises each of us. Friend, I have used Apollos and myself as examples to teach you the meaning of this saying. Follow the rules. I want you to stop saying that one of us is better than the other. What is so special about you? What do you have that you were not given? And if it was given to you, how can you brag? Are you already satisfied? Are you now rich? Have you become kings while we are still nobody? I wish you were kings. Then we could have a share in your kingdom. It seems to me that God has put us apostles in the worst possible place. We are like prisoners in our in their way to death, on their way to death. Angels and the people of this world just laugh at us because of Christ we are thought of as fools. And Christ has made you wise. We are weak and hated, but you are powerful and respected. Even today, we grow hungry and thirsty and don't have anything to wear except rags. We are mistreated and don't have a place to live. We work hard with our own hands. People abuse us. We wish them well. When we suffer, we are patient. When someone curses us, we answer with kind words. Until now, we are thought of as nothing more than the trash and garbage of the world. I'm not writing to embarrass you. I want to help you, just as parents help their own dear children. 10,000 people may teach you about Christ, but I am your only father. You became my children when I told you about Christ Jesus. And I want you to be like me. That's why I sent Timothy to you. I love him like a son, and he is a faithful servant of the Lord. Timothy will tell you what I do to follow Christ and how to agree with what I always teach about Christ in every church. Some of you think that I am not coming for a visit. And so you are bragging. But if the Lord will let me come, I will soon be there. Then I will find out, I will find out if one who are doing all this bragging, 
is really have has really have any power. God's kingdom isn't just a lot of words. It is power. What do you want me to do when I arrive? Do you want me to be hard on you or to be kind and gentle? I say that's chapter 4. Chapter 5 is right about there. It's about immorality, rebuke, discipline, commended. That five says, I have heard terrible things about some of you. In fact, you are behaving worse than the Gentiles. A man is even sleeping with his own stepmother. You are proud when you ought to feel bad enough and chase away anyone who acts like that. I am with you only in my thoughts, but in the name of our Lord, Jesus, I have already judged this man as though I were with you in person. So when you meet together and the power of the Lord Jesus is with you, I will be there too. You must then hand that man over to Satan. His body will be destroyed, but his spirit will be saved when the Lord Jesus returns. Stop being proud. Don't you know how a little yeast can spread through the whole batch of dough? Get rid of the old yeast. Then you will be like fresh bread made without yeast. And that is what you are. Our Passover lamb is Christ, who has already been sacrificed. So don't celebrate by being evil or sinful, which is like serving bread made with yeast. Be pure and truthful and celebrate by using bread made without yeast. In my own letters, in my other letters, I told you not to have anything to do with immoral people. But I wasn't talking about the people of this world. I would have to leave this world to get away from everyone who is immoral or greedy or who cheats or worship idols. I was talking about your own people who are immoral or greedy or worship idols or curse others or get drunk or cheat. Don't even eat with them. Why should I judge outsiders? Aren't we supposed to judge only church members? God judges everyone else, the scripture says. Chase away any of your own people who are evil. Here again, it's just getting rid of the evilness or the deceitfulness that's in the church. I said even in the church today, you got folks who are Quote unquote, amen, folks, just going along with the program to no, to no benefit, to benefit themselves. That they are there for very selfish reasons. It's not the idea that, you know, God didn't call them to that position, but I said they are misusing it for selfish reasons. And I said, that's significant of the church. I said, even today, I said, we got all kinds of leaders in this world today, and there are there benefits as opposed to. Benefiting the flock, I said, 
They are shepherds to feed the flock, not to feast the flock. But unfortunately, you have these figureheads who are there just, as they say, to look at all I've got. I said, anytime they go to, you know, different conventions, whatever, they don't emphasize, you know, how large my church is, what the number of my congregation, and all this. You know, that's irrelevant. I just say, we are to glorify our Lord and our Savior. We're to lift him up in every respect. And that's that's where the emphasis should lie. But unfortunately, as I say, we drop back in that selfish mode. It says, look how big my church is. Look how many I have in my congregation. But that's, it's not yours, it's his. But as I say, we are servants. As soon as you realize that you're a servant, you are there to serve, think about this. Jesus Christ was the owner of it all. He established everything about this this world. But yet and still, he came to serve. He died on the cross to serve his fellow man because he was the only one that could pay sin's penalty. Any one of us died, we just died for ourselves and our sins. But he died for the sins of the world. And we want to give him all the praise and all the glory for doing what only he could do. And as you say, we are, to emphasize the servant's attitude, I said, we, here again, as black folk, we don't like the idea of being a servant because we associate with being a slave, per se. We are a slave to Christ, but uh, we just, that's a negative term for us. We can't, we can't get ready for that. But the thing is, we are to serve Christ only, not idols or all these other things that we put in Christ's place. But as I said, there's only one place for Jesus Christ. That's on his throne, and we are to lift him up every day, all the time, because he is truly our Lord and our Savior. And we want to thank you for this time. I said this is the end of Chapter 5. I said next, well, I said next week we'll go 6 through 11. Let me close in prayer and then allow evangelist clay to close us out our father and our god truly we just thank you for this time and we just ask that god that you would just do what only you can do with the lives and the people of this world to touch their hearts to let them realize that you are truly the savior of the world who we are you made us what we have you gave us but we know you taught us and where we are you brought us and truly you brought us from a mighty, mighty long ways. And we just thank you to God for this time, and we thank you for this effort. Be with us and keep us now, henceforth, and forever. Amen. Evangelist Clay, will you summarize the evening? Okay. We want to thank you all for joining us at a Blog Talk radio uh, show. We hope that we have said something that will bring you closer to Christ. And don't forget to check our website out on Facebook at www.facebook.com backslash Peace Keep God First. As I stated before, there you can find the questions and you can make comments. You can also give answers. And there's a lot to see on God's sacred word. Suggestions are always welcome. So, once again, thank you, thank you, thank you to the word of Jesus for coming and listening to our show. 
Bye. Bye and have a blessed evening. May God bless and keep you forevermore.